you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, with a very special guest and a spontaneous and what promises to be a fun and deeply, deeply interesting conversation with you today. Now, joining me as my guest from Colorado Springs, Colorado, is Dr. Garrett Goggins. Now, Dr. Garrett Goggins is an entrepreneur, speaker, and mindset coach. He refers to his coaching as mindset engineering which I definitely want to ask you about. Yeah, and his passion for it has come from numerous life experiences that brought him to the realization that our thoughts are the single biggest contributing factor to achieving success in life. Over the years, he's heard people state that throughout their attempts to achieve goals, to obtain success, they always felt like they were going against the flow or like they were moving upstream without a paddle like up the creek, yeah, without a paddle. And he has made it his mission in life to help others see that with the proper mindset, they can propel themselves up that stream in such a manner that the paddle would never be needed. Through positivity, encouragement, and an overwhelming sense of faith, he has helped others look past their current situations and find success in any endeavor. Now, there's a lot here. Garrett, thank you for joining me. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm just crazy excited to, to be on here and to have this conversation with you. This is fun. And we've been looking forward to this, guys, um, that are out there listening. Um, we've been looking forward to this for a few weeks now. And, you know, I'm just really super intrigued by the term mindset engineering. I've never really heard mindset coaching described this way. So is this something that you invented or did you get that from somewhere else? So it, it's interesting. So my, we, my degree, my doctorate is actually in computer science. Okay. And, um, and so we were talking about, you know, but I, I, I got into mindset coaching just based off of this passion that I had um, obtained through these ups and downs that I had in my life and through personal development, which I, I don't even call personal development anymore. I call it personal discovery. Mm -hmm. um, but I was talking with a friend about how I, I approach this. And it really is, I start from the end result. I reverse engineer this goal, this whatever they're looking for. I reverse engineer it and say, well, cool. What do we need to, to obtain that? And more often than not, to attain a goal, a worthwhile goal, you really have to become a different person. Otherwise you'd already have it. So we're, we're mm -hmm. looking at limiting beliefs. We're looking at all these different things. And so we reverse engineer that and say, well, what do we need to, to obtain this? And then we re-engineer the individual by removing what's not in line, strengthening what, what is in line. And you're literally building um, this life that you want. And so, I was telling her this and said, well, you don't coach, you engineer it. And, and it stuck. So it was mindset engineering because that's what we're doing. We're really applying principles. We're applying tools and tactics and whatever it is to um, design your life and then 
build the foundation for you to achieve that. So that's the mindset engineering piece. Okay, well, th that's really interesting. I mean, I, I just love to hear engineer used as a verb. It, it's, it's really neat because it just, uh, it, it talks uh, about, well, yeah, to me, it speaks of, of volition and consciousness and all kinds of, of really nice things. Now, becoming a different person to attain goals is something that not all, not everyone talks about. So would you say some more about what you mean by that? Sure. So I'll, I'll just give you a personal example because it's oh, just yeah. the best way I can, I can really um, explain it. Okay. So for as long as I can remember, um, I've always, I would go to, to training events, you know, in different organizations that I've been in and, and I would see people who were speaking. I've been to um, speaking events where I heard motivational speakers and, and, and all this stuff, but I've always wanted to be up on a stage like that. Just always wanted to, it just pulled me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but, um, I never did it because I always felt that I was just this crazy introvert. Right. And, and being on stage was going to be something that was so fearful and there's no way that would ever happen. Um, so, but it still kept calling to me and kept calling to me and kept calling to me. So eventually I was like, okay, well, how do I do that? How am I, how am I supposed to, to accomplish something like that? And this is really where I had to determine, again, I had to re reverse engineer this, this, this person that I wanted to be and say, how do I get there? And that's where the personal development piece came in. And um, this, the whole self-talk is, is a strong piece that was with me. I had been telling myself that I was, a, I was an introvert for so long that obviously I was an introvert. And so I read a book called um, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And essentially, he said, stop, stop saying that. Start telling yourself a different story, right? Start saying that I'm not an introvert. I'm, I love being um, in those extrovert situations. I, you know, I love being in social environments. I love talking in front of people. I enjoy it. I'm comfortable with that. And the more I started saying that, I didn't realize this, but I was like, I'm going to give it a go because why not? But the more I was doing that, the more I became comfortable in those situations. And so even in like networking events, I would always stay in the back and not talk to people because I had personal space issues. I had all these issues, right? That yeah. I just, I, I had to overcome, but I started telling myself a different story. And through that different story, I would go to, now I'd go to networking events and I could be in the crowd and I could give people hugs and I could shake hands and and um, then the test really came when I was invited to, to give a brief little talk on stage with a microphone about, um, about the mindset coaching piece. Mm -hmm. And I, it's the first time I really, really tested this theory out. And I got up on stage and I talked and I, there was no, it was not a problem whatsoever. I, I mean, initially when I first stepped up there, there was had some nervous energy going on, but the second that I put the microphone to my mouth and started telling my story, it, it was like I had been there forever. So All right. I had to become that person, right? That's a different person than who I was before. Yeah, it is. And that's a really, really good example of that. Now, how long of a transition was that in terms of how many months, years elapsed? It was about, it was about a six month period. Okay. 
but I did, a, it was a lot of work. Like I, I literally, I put in writing affirmations twice a day Okay. and it was listening. I had a live script that I listened to my voice talking into my ear, telling me who I was, you know, and it, it, not that, that who I wanted to be, that that's who I was. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and so I, I did a lot of exercises to, to really, to make that happen in a short amount of time, because I was done. I was tired of being that person. And I had, you know, I have a web design company that I needed to work through and I couldn't do that without networking. So I really needed to become this person pretty quickly. So I, I applied a lot of stuff to make it happen. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing with entrepreneurship and, and networking. It's part of the game. <laughs> part of the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And this is a really interesting example. So I'm glad that this is the example that you've chosen to share because there are so many people out there that have considered themselves an introvert or maybe they, they really are and they're discovering some of the the limitations of that in a business context. And were, were you um, an actual uh, introvert as, as a child or was this just as, as you were describing a label that people put on you that somehow stuck? No, I was pretty introverted. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I didn't, I had friends and I, and I, you know, I wasn't going to say that I wouldn't go outside and play. I wasn't on an extreme spectrum, but um, more often than not, I would enjoy just being by myself in my room, doing my, my little thing. Um, mm. And that was fine with me. I was okay with that. And it wasn't until I started getting older where the social anxiety part came in, came into play. Um, and I think that um, if I, if I really wanted to go back and, and just put fingers on it, like try to understand where that came from, um, there was just in, in, in sixth grade, there was this weird transition of I didn't really fit in in the school and, and I didn't have a whole lot of friends and, and it just was awkward talking to people. And I think it just kept just built upon that really is where that, that introvert piece came, came into play. So I feel like I, I was, I was that introvert, but there were certain events that really um, encouraged that, that label to be, you know, me taking on that label as, as an individual. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how we do take on those labels and, and we, we do it as kids, whether um, we hear somebody saying that they don't like broccoli and then all of a sudden the kid doesn't like broccoli. But, uh, you know, that also happens as adults and it's, it's a good example of how, well, I mean, how we get in our own way and how conditioning really operates. So the question that I have that is really, really interesting is you've got a doctorate degree in computer science. So that sounds on the surface like quite a transition from a doctorate in computer science to where you are now. How did all of that come about? So... That's, that's a lot of people have that question and, and mm. you, I like how you put it. Cause most people ask me, you know, what does computer science have to do with mindset coaching? And I basically say, absolutely nothing. It really doesn't, there's not a whole lot there, but what the, what the degree has done for me, it's, it's taught me how to learn. Right. So I've learned how to learn and, um, and to really explore things on, on a deeper level. Um, and so I really didn't have, I didn't know at the time, I didn't have this passion for 
helping people find success through mindset changes and mindset shifts and, 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 and all that. The passion really came on my own piece where I was doing my own personal development. Um, again, because I wanted to overcome certain things so I could benefit my web development company, which has everything to do with my computer science degree. But through that personal development, and like I said, I don't, I don't, I call it personal discovery, is because you begin to discover things about yourself. Um, you know, who you believe you are currently, who it is you want to be, and and what it takes to really get there. You discover all these aspects. And then I just became passionate about when I started to apply all these these tactics, these these techniques, these these principles to my own life and watched how I changed, how I shift, shifted from the individual who I was to literally becoming that person that I was wanting to be. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to share this with people because there I know tons of people. My daughter was the same the same way, right? She's and I work with her all the time now. She's I'm an introvert. I'm this and that. Well, stop telling yourself that. No. Like, you know, it's true. And it, it starts to work. And she's she's branched out in her own right. And so I see that. And that was like, wow, that's so cool. If I can do it, and I'm helping her do that, let's help other people get unstuck. I mean, that's that's a big word in, in the life coaching you know, industry is you're stuck. Well, you're not really stuck. You're just not aware. And so once you become aware of things, you, you just automatically and naturally begin to, to, you know, move forward in life. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great point is the awareness is so central because if we don't recognize the problem, how can we possibly expect ourselves to solve it? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and there's twofold, like if you're not aware of how to solve it. So there's a lot of people that don't want to dive into that self-discovery and, and personal discovery or personal um, and development, they, they don't want to. And they look to coaches to really kind of, you know, collapse that time for them. Like, well, you've done all the research. What do I need to do? And, um, but then even still, you're still opening the awareness of, of the pieces that um, they, need to, they, need, they need to go together, right? There's the awareness of who you are and the awareness of how to get to where you, you, you want to be. Yeah. yeah, well, and it sounds like you get people that would love, very much dearly love for you to transfer all of your experience and awareness instantly onto them so they would not have to work on it. <laughs> well, if, if there was little work as possible, like, you know, that is that... <laughs> joke with these microwave society you know mindsets but it's true it's like and that's why people they don't move forward because like well i applied what you said for two days and nothing happened i'm like well you know you've built that limiting belief over you know your pretty much your entire lifespan up to point this point so how do you expect two days to to transition to something else but yeah Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I would um, have people when I've, I've taught meditation that would come to class once and meditate for 10 minutes and expect to acquire the wisdom of Buddha. So I love the term you used microwave society. Yes. Everything in, in 280 characters or less, like a tweet instant. Now I want it now. <laughs> I love it. And some things, you know, can happen in that way, but the, the, in the meditation piece, uh, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. No. I mean, and I and I think we talked and when we when we first were introduced by um, our mutual friend uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. We talked about meditation and 
And the struggles that I had with it, because that, that was a big tool for me in, in my, again, you know, I was applying anything I possibly could and meditation was, was one of them. And I was so frustrated at first because I couldn't, my, all the thoughts that were just going through my mind when I was trying to not have any thoughts. And I, I, I found out later that, well, you're, you approach meditation in the wrong way to begin with. And two, we were just talking about awareness. So let's understand what's going on, right? We're always thinking all those thoughts. But when we get into that meditation piece, we're aware of it. Now we're on, we're going, this is really what's going through my head all the time. I'm like, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Now you're just, uh, you've quieted, you're quieted everything else around you to really recognize that. And so, you know, accept it, say, okay, hmm. there goes a thought let it go yeah quiet the mind quiet the mind it, and it took a while oh, it yeah. took me a good week oh, yeah. to actually get to a point where i could not have a thought go through my mind for about five minutes and I'm like well that i mean this is i don't know but i was doing it on my own i started doing guided meditations and that really mm -hmm. helped a lot yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah I mean, there's so many uh there's so many different ways to do it and, and experiences and stories but it's really interesting how how many thoughts about tomorrow's lunch we'll really have between now and and you know a couple minutes from now i mean we could think about tomorrow's lunch or tonight's dinner probably three four dozen times mm -hmm. or maybe you're listening thinking about a sales meeting or you're tired or your knee hurts or something, but the thoughts are, are, are constant. And you know, because you're working with people at the level of the mind, I'm curious, do you, are, do you still have a, a computer science related business or have you transitioned from that more or less completely? No, I, so I'm a, I'm a co-owner of a web development business. So there's, okay. three, there's three of us. Um, mm -hmm. And I do the the development piece because my all that computer science was done with software engineering, um, web development, coding, and and that type of thing. Um, but there are pieces of the web design company that I, I didn't want anything to do with. One was the business piece. I, <laughs> I have no business sense. So <laughs> right let's get somebody who does. And that was my sister. So she's one of our. No. She's a partner, and she's great at it. She's beautiful. She takes that whole business in and, and she makes it work and makes sure that we're in line. Um, and then our third partner is the search and optimization specialist. I, I, I hate analytics. I really don't like it. And so I don't want to analyze how many people entered your website from how many different directions. I, I don't care. I just want to get the design done. But Brian <laughs> thrives on it. That's He loves it. He loves to get down in the, in the weeds and, and figure all that out. So, um, so there's three of us, but that, that is... I still utilize the computer science piece. And, and I, I joke because a lot of times I dream in, in code. <laughs> I, oh. I solve my problems in, in if, if statements, you know, if this, then that, or let's loop through this until I find the right scenario. Um, but so I, I still have that computer, you know, passion, but um, th this piece is, is another, this is more of a spirit. I, and it's, it's interesting because I do find it more of a spiritual piece for me, um, sure. and not, not so much just um, that, I don't know, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time really uh, communicating what I'm trying to say, but the, the mindset piece, it, it is more of the, a spiritual journey that I went on. So I think that's where 
that passion is they're they're completely mm-hmm. separate. Yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, I love I love that you've characterized it as a spiritual journey because it it certainly sounds that way to me. And and you you know you mentioned that one of the cornerstones of your life is. is faith and uh, an overwhelming sense of faith, like you say in your intro as a guiding principle. So while this is decide to transform, let's talk about faith and spirituality. Yeah, um, what is, a, when you think of, of the work that you do and the work that you went through as a spiritual journey, would you say some more about that? Sure, um, well, and it, it was interesting for me because I was raised believing spirituality and religion were they were one and the same right so you, you couldn't have this the spiritual peace without having religion and um you know early on in life i i i, I balked at religion i i ran from it I, there's i wanted nothing to do with it uh-huh. but i still tied things in to um i still have a foundational belief in god and i and then i have a foundational belief in the bible i have all of that um there but there's this organized religion aspect and but i didn't know how to, to separate the two and but when i went on this again this personal discovery and i was reading books like um the science of getting rich or the, uh or uh, neville goddard's the power of awareness and we really started tying into uh biblical passages into this idea of the law of attraction and the law of vibrations and and law of polarity and, and this and i am affirmations and all these things that came that come with personal personal development i found in the bible right and it was you know in the bible jesus said, or it, it says you know let the weak say i am strong and well that is that was a biblical i am affirmation right i am strong I am an extrovert. I am this. So let that person say, what, who, what's the flip? What does you want to be? And so yeah. I really got more in, in touch with that aspect of a, not religion, right? Just mm-hmm. the spiritual piece of it. And, yeah. and saying, well, these, we were told this stuff all the time in the Bible. And, and I was finding a lot of time in religion you get the negative aspect, like you're going to hell, don't do this, don't do that, you can't have this, you can't have that, but there's so much that we're told that we could have, right? And even with prayer, if we look at the spiritual piece, and and this isn't just Christianity, this is, it crosses the board here, that with prayer, uh, but in the Bible, it says, once you pray for something, get up as if it's already happened. And so that's a big thing in personal development, like believe that it's going to happen. And so that really this the personal development, it strengthened that spiritual aspect for me. And it helped me to grow, um, I mean, deeper in that aspect. So that that really was my spiritual journey. And I'm not saying that everybody has to go with Christianity because you can tie these things into Buddhism. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've talked to Muslims and the, the we, I feel like we have these nature laws, these universal laws that, you know, across the board in all the religion pieces, but they're there. And so you can apply the spirituality piece without the religion. You most certainly can. And I think that's a really important point. And of course, there are people th- that um, 
have I've always felt that way and people for whom that's that's quite a revelation to discover that that you can have all these commonalities and just depending on on someone's upbringing so you know this is really interesting that that your personal discovery led you to find that you there are a number of I am statements and and if you um, are familiar with some of these statements as a listener um, from the Bible. There are a lot of I am statements, which sounds a lot like work that you might do with a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that's, that was any mindset. I don't care who, who they are. Any mindset coach is going to tell you, you, you need, I am information. You need them. They're powerful. They're crazy powerful. Mm-hmm. Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, he was or Dyer, sorry, I said his name wrong. He, he has a whole meditation on the I am meditation. Yeah. Um, And he, he really breaks down the statement of Moses in the burning bush of the, I am that I am. And if you haven't heard that for your listeners, listen to it. It, It's powerful. And um, just understanding that piece that you put out to the universe of I am breathe it back in and you're accepting that you're now in this in this receiving mode but i am statements are powerful very powerful they really are and i i can't recommend them enough in all kinds of of contexts i mean it is just a, a very powerful statement so when when you work with people on a on a coach to client sort of basis in relationship yeah, how um, how does the spirituality piece infuse someone's experience when they work with you professionally? So, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty careful about keeping the Christianity piece out of it. And mm, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my personal thing. But um, I still, like I said, there's a commonality. And so when we first let off, there's this understanding that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And again, mm-hmm. that's, that's cross religion. It just, it just is what it is. Right. Yes, definitely. So if we can look at that piece then we can say, you know, what we're trying to express. And we talk about this in, in, uh, you know, we're trying to be our higher self, right. We're always trying to elevate ourselves into this, this higher, higher person. Well, I have this, this idea that that higher self that we keep trying to to get to that's that's our spiritual self saying this is how i need to this is me right express yourself in this way because this is who i am spiritually and so when we're drawn to certain things and and this is how i really tied in with my clients like when you're drawn to something um it's a speaker right where i was saying i wanted to be those speakers on stage or i wanted to be that or i wanted to 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 this I, I liken that to, to my spiritual self saying, look, that's who you are. That's who you need to express yourself as. And so that's why we're attracted to that. And so we should, we should act upon those, those impulses because that really is, I feel like is that our purpose comes from the spiritual aspect and, and that's where we're going to be happy in life, right? So I'm happy with, com- with computer software and this and that. But honestly, the fulfillment aspect has been this piece because I've grown holistically, right? In, in just mind, body, soul, you know, spirit piece. I've grown so much in that, that, I, that there's the purpose, my passion has come in this, this avenue. And so it's been really, it's been interesting. But that, yeah. that's how I really tie it in with my clients is like, look, these things that you're attracted to, that's the spiritual aspect of it. 
we're growing spiritually while you're going through these goals that you want and um your growth your growth is in your mind your growth is in the knowledge and all that stuff but it's still spiritual growth and if you can recognize that it just takes you to a whole different level mm -hmm. yeah and accepting that uh, takes you to a whole nother level completely yeah i love that well that's got to feel good for you as the coach when your clients have that kind of realization and that kind of light bulb going on yeah we, it's funny though because when for me i, I don't know if you experience this, but I've talked to people and I, I talk about, you know, what I'm, we're, we're discussing here and they go, you know, I, I knew that. I don't know how mm. I knew that, but I knew yes. that because yeah. we're spiritual with it. We're spiritual beings with amnesia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that really is it. That really is it. I mean, there's so many different ways and so many different places where people have said that everything is known and we're just remembering. <laughs> right. But I, I feel like there's some truth to that because I've, mm -hmm. I've found myself in situations where it's like, how did I know that? How did I know? And I, and I just, I couldn't, I can't pinpoint where I, but I knew. And it was, it was a very interesting realization that, oh, well, okay, you, you knew because that, like you just said, the knowledge has always been there. We're just remembering it. Yeah, we're remembering it. And, and it's such a powerful realization and at first, of course, it can seem shocking, yeah. right? Now, the first time you had that experience, do you recall the first time you had that experience of, uh, of remembering something or saying, well, gosh, you know, I knew that. Don't know from where. Where were you? Do you remember? Um, that, that first realization, I want to say I was reading... Um, and I don't, and I, I don't know. I was reading the science of getting rich. Okay. Read is really what it was. And that was a really hard book. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, Waddles had a really interesting way of, of writing it. it. It didn't necessarily make sense. Right. Okay. And mm -hmm. you try to tie it into biblical type stuff, but I, I wasn't making those, those connections, but there were things that he was saying about, um, your faith, right? And and it really was this idea of thoughts becoming things, right? If you can mm -hmm. think here, you can hold it here. And it, that resonated with me. It was like that, I know that. It makes complete sense. And it's yeah. like, I've always known that, but I'm just realizing now that I've always known that. And, and it, that book, it was never really tied into what I learned through religion, right? But then I was going back to, to again, the Bible going, that connects. So that's probably why I knew it, but maybe not because I never really tied them together that way. But it was this realization that I knew that this, this, this was so, and um, was interesting because it was that book that really was, was the catalyst of moving deeper into that personal development. Um, and looking to manifestation because I didn't even know what manifestation was at that point in time, but yeah. I thought I, I want to know, this is what I want to know more about. And I remember I was halfway through and I said, you know, consciously going, this is what I want. This is what I want to dive into. And the next day I had someone reach out to me, didn't know who she was. Um, she reached out to me on a platform that I'm never on. Um, it, just the way it happened was really strange. Sure. And she said, you know, I want to invite you to a webinar on um, the science of getting rich. And I was like, how flipping crazy is that, right? That I just tossed that out there and here, here we go. And so 
it was just this rabbit hole that I went on, but it, it was stemmed from that was that first time of me going, I, I know this. Now I want to make, you know, unveil even more of, of what this is all about. Okay. Yeah, it's just so fascinating, all of these intuitive hits and experiences that we have that are gradually, and sometimes a lot of them at once, waking us up to who we really are, the truth of who we really are. Now, Garrett, when clients come to you, is there a predominant sort of challenge or, or thing that they want to work on? Or is it all over the map? It's all over the map. It really is. Right. And, and, and I, I, I approach it differently, I, I think, than maybe most because I, I start with a goal. Mm -hmm. I always start with a goal. And, and what this end all be all, I, I call it this, the sea level goal. And, and I really try to make people stretch and it could be a financial goal. I don't care what the goal is, but it, it has to be out there. Like it has to be something that's, I have no idea how I could possibly ever obtain this. I just know I really want it. Uh -huh. right? And, um, but I, in, in defining that goal. So again, this is personal discovery and mindset coaching is nothing but personal development and it's personal discovery when we get to that point and, and like most of the time they're going to go like, I have no idea what I want. Most people don't have goals. If yeah. they do have goals, they're not defined in any, you know, they're just like this idea, right? They've never really defined it. So as we go through and define a goal and we stretch it out there, they go, I've never realized that this is what I wanted. So there's personal discovery. Number one, right? I didn't mm -hmm. realize this is what I wanted. I didn't realize that this was really speaking to me the way it was. Yeah. And, and so that, that enlightens them just to begin with. And then mm -hmm. we start moving through the process of, of actually attaining that. So, um, but they're, they're all over the board. They, they, I think I want this. I'm like, okay, well, let's define that. And as they start to define it, they go, that's not what I want. This isn't what I want at all. I was actually just on the phone with, um, with a client on Monday and we had worked through everything. We had gone through all the stuff. She defined her goal and she came back to me and she goes, you know, I don't think this is it. I think this is it. This is what's truly speaking to me is this piece. And I said, well, that's good because then you had the wrong goal, right? And, but going through the process, she determined that, that mm -hmm. this is really the goal that's really speaking to her. And it was more, it was at first we started off on the road of professional development, professional goals, but this was more of a grounding herself and defining who she was because she didn't know. She had no clue who she truly was. And that was a discovery that she wanted. And so, um, but we would have never got to that point if it wasn't through the process of defining, really getting in the nitty gritty of what that goal was. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really a process. And like you said, there are a lot of instances where people don't really know that something they end up wanting very badly was what they wanted. Yeah. So, uh, Garrett, when if there are people out there that want to find out more about mindset engineering, how can people get a hold of you if they'd like more information? The best place is, um, and I hate to say this because I, I, I'm not a big fan of social media, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> the right. best place to get a hold of me is on the Dr. Garrett Goggins Facebook page. Um, that's where I'm. I'm you know, all my podcast information is, is, is there. So all my podcasts are there. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, 
I am pretty in touch with that piece. So you can just message me and I, I respond pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, all right. So the question comes up. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sounds like it's something you uh, just participate in because, well, everyone is and there's people out there. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> social media is almost an, an and I, and I hate to say this, I really do, but it's almost a necessary evil. And it's, it's not that I, it's not social media in general that I just don't like. It's just that I have, you know, twice removed myself from just negativity in general. Okay. And, and there's so much stuff that goes through social media that I, I don't scroll through it at all. Right. It's just not, it's, <laughs> I just keep going. I like, I try to find the things that I need to focus on and not get to that. But that's really why I just don't, I don't like social media that there's, you say something and then a, a digital argument just, just has to happen. <laughs> so that, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Uh, there always is. And when the pandemic's over, there'll be people attacking other people and drawing lines in the sand over something else. So mm -hmm. yeah, it'll never go away. <laughs> I understand. Nevertheless, listeners, if you'd like more information about Garrett's work, the Facebook page is Dr. Garrett Goggins on Facebook. That is a Facebook page where all of your podcast information is, is also available as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Every episode, it's on there. You can watch them. I, and there's, a, there's some amazing guests and you're going to be on there. You'll be on there tomorrow. So I'm excited to have another conversation with you on, on, on that podcast um we get to, to flip the switch there a little bit and me talk about uh, your life and where you're at so that's i weird. love it well and I'm, I'm looking forward to that this is uh, something that's it's really really fun so well and as you all know i'm going to be on garrett's show tomorrow and well it will be live too which is always fun so i'm looking forward to that now, Garrett, before we wrap up here, I've learned a great deal about you and about mindset coaching, mindset engineering, and I'm really happy that we got spirituality involved in the conversation as well, because it really is at the core of everything. So it's been such a pleasure and a lot of fun for me. Before we wrap up here, what else would you like to say to the listeners here? Man, I love this question when I ask it, but it's not so much fun. <laughs> oh, well, you can ask me tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like the, it's not just this common response. Like I have this idea, right? This concept that, like I said, and spirituality is a part of that, but the way we think and how we think about things and the way we, we we respond to things, but actually we don't respond anymore. And this is, I guess, my big thing is that people say, think that they are, they're responding to events, but they're not, they're, re they're reacting. Yeah. And yeah. so I would just, I would encourage listeners and anybody out there to understand what the difference is because that's where our thoughts are playing into, right? A reaction is, is, is something that's habitual. It's something that's, a, it's we call it a knee-jerk thing because we don't have to think about it. So that's not a response. It's something happens we react and then we just go on with our way. So a lot of times those reactions will tend to be these negative things that, that come out of us. Right. And so this is to me is, is like the core of everything is 
take a step back and meditation is great for this just to mm -hmm. pull yourself back for a second and you can just take a five minute five seconds just to say mm, calm before i do anything let's think through what's about to happen yeah. and then we can respond to something and when you have that ability to make the conscious choice of how you respond you can change i mean it it's a game changer on anything that you do in life and yeah. So that's, uh, that would be my, my little tip for people. I love it. Yes. It opens up some space for us all to make a different decision, yeah. which is good. Those of us trolling each other on social media, because we can, yeah, let's, let's do what Garrett says and open up some space, right. please. <laughs> yes. Well, Garrett, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure and I'm looking forward to joining you tomorrow. It's been so much fun to have you here as my guest on Decide to Transform. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. It was, it was a great conversation and I, I appreciate what you're doing. And I like to encourage, I guess, if I give other pieces of advice, if you're out there listening and, you know, being a, just a podcaster myself is share it like friends share, right? If this is something that has resonated with you, that's the best way to get it out there to the world is, you know, we, we have these missions that are spiritual missions, our mindset missions, and it doesn't go anywhere unless it's shared. So share this, yeah. share, share any episode that's on this podcast and get it out there to the world. So, yes, thank you. And, and that goes for all podcasts. One of the things that we can do, if we can, no matter whose show you're listening to or watching, you can subscribe to their shows, subscribe to their channels, share it with your friends, post on social media. There's so much beautiful information out there and so many people making a difference. So yes, I really I definitely appreciate that. We all do because it's one of the beautiful things about podcasting, isn't it? Is that we can reach people all across the world on demand. It's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful thing. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in here. And this has been Decide to Transform. And on behalf of Dr. Garrett Goggins, I'm Tomas Garza. Thank you for joining me. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. <laughs>